It's the very second episode of Yuzuru Hanyu is my emergency contact, the Fan You Fan Me podcast. In this episode, I'm going to start talking about a couple recurring themes for Fan You Fan Me, language learning and stuffed animals. Not necessarily together, though I do believe Pusan has probably been instrumental in helping Yuzu with his ego. We all know learning a new language is hard, even for our beloved Yuzu. We also know how much Yuzu loves it when he's asked to speak a language other than his beautiful, perfect, individual brand of heart-melting Japanese. I would like to invite international questions first in English, and Yuzuru will respond in English as well. You just saw the face, didn't you? I don't blame you, Yuzu. You deserve credit, though we know how rarely you get the full amount you deserve for not simply sliding under that press conference table and scurrying away on your hands and knees as if Shoma was trying to give an interview in front of you and you just wanted to get by unnoticed by the press. Right around the time my sister got her K-pop boyfriend and I got my Japanese figure skater boyfriend, we concluded, being the reasonable, pragmatic girls we are, that it was time to learn our boyfriend's respective languages and thus, sitting alone minding my own business in my apato one night, my sister's text messages tapped me on the shoulder and said, You have got to write about the time your sister decided she will respond in Korean. Seno. My sister is not skilled in Korean. I feel like not skilled isn't quite the best description of her Korean. In fact, when I think of her Korean skills... I get pretty specific imagery. The hyenas laughing in The Lion King. But don't tell her I said that. She hates to moan. Some people start a new language by learning its alphabet, listening to CDs, watching YouTube videos as they slowly and painstakingly bloom like a tiny, delicate flower from complete linguist idiot to still mostly linguist idiot. Let's face it, Rosetta. Languages be hard. Not to mention languages with their own unique character system. My sister's plan? She decided she was going to start her Sisyphean language journey by tweeting Chansung in Korean. Pimsler just put his hands to his cheeks and screamed like Macaulay Culkin. Oh, just you wait, Pimsler. Just you wait. One night, I received a mysterious screenshot from my sister. Spoiler alert. My sister is not named Hallie. It said, Please, my name is Hallie. I am an American. I can speak Korean a little bit. Can you speak English? I've made you a good job. Nam bong. The water is close. Your eyes are amazing. Turns out this was a screenshot from Google Translate of her first Korean tweet. Now, before we go any further, let's get this out in the open. Google Translate is pretty inconsistent. It ranges from, oh, hey, that's pretty close, to stunned silence. For example, I took a sentence I had written in Japanese and put it into Google Translate to double-check its accuracy. Google Translate translated it as, your gear is over there. Yep. That's what I thought. I then submitted this homework sentence to my Japanese learning group and waited patiently for my A+. My Japanese sensei's note? 
I read this as, your dick is a weapon. Me? Stunned emoji face of mortification. My sister? Blaze! But she persevered. And amazingly, she managed to go backwards. Let's take a moment to observe the true wonders of my sister's masterful Korean tweets, as read by our fair-weather friend, Google Translate. Tweet, civil rights version. Good morning. I am an American. I can speak Korean a little bit. Can you speak English? I have bought you a Southern riot. I have to admit that after all the blazes, I sort of thought, please, was a more accurate greeting than good morning. Tweet, hotel pay-per-view version. I love you, M. Bong. Ms. Wakim, it is a force figure. Your eyes are amazing. Show on character in Seojian. God, let's do it. Yes, folks, that tweet ends, God, let's do it. Finally, she wrote one of her intended sentences correctly in Korean, progress. Tweet, Barnum version. Good morning. I'm sorry I can do wrong with Korean. Can you speak English? I am eager. I try to do what I can to understand you. I loved you. Nam Bong is a powerful man. I understand you by it as a character in a flying show. That one is my all-time favorite. I understand you by it as a character in a flying show. I love how so many of her tweets sound prophetic. The water is close. You buy it as a character in a flying show. If I were Chansung, I would start to get nervous about this tarot card reading American prophesying the end of my world. My sister must have also realized this, because it was about this time her tweets became truly biblical. Tweet, King James Version. Do not be afraid. I am an American. I can speak Korean a little bit, but I'm best at seeing the future. Run, Chansung Villager. Run. Okay, so maybe I made up that last part, but the do not be afraid bit was 100% fact. Finally, after several more attempts, and Google Translate starting to translate everything simply with, Please stop. She edited it down to one last attempt. The result? I'm sorry, I cannot sleep in Korea. That's okay. After these predictions, neither can Jansung. My sister has actually been to Korea since then, and I am pleased to report that she managed to make it back home despite all the questionable things Google Translate may have told her to say while she was there. The good news is she saved an entire town by warning them of flash flooding. They even erected a statue to her, though the dedication plate reads, In Honor of Hallie. Stay tuned as we'll talk more in another episode about our favorite Nihongo instructor, Hanyu Sensei. But now it's time to talk about something Yuzu loves, stuffed animals. Some people can identify their future mate by how he treats the elderly, or animals, or children. But for me, it's all about stuffed animal simpatico, and Yuzu lands that with a plus five GOE. I should write a screenplay. Must love stuffed animals. This is because I have a horcrux. 
It's true. Except mine isn't in the form of a locket or a sword. Mine is a beanie baby monkey named Sweetheart. I'm going to assume you know what a horcrux is. But for those of you who chose to read my blog before J.K. Rowling's book, completely understandable, I'll give you the Urban Dictionary explanation. A wizard or witch may use dark magic to divide their soul and hide it in other objects. I know some of you serious Harry Potter fans will point out that the other part of the definition of a horcrux specifies that one must commit an act of murder in order to create one. Well, I think we can safely say I murdered the Japanese language with that whole your dick is a weapon sentence, so moving on. And while I'm not a wizard and I don't use dark magic, though one time I grabbed a bunch of hangers from my closet to hang up the clothes in my dryer and I brought the exact number and type of hangers I needed, domestic dark magic for sure. There is absolutely a chunk of my soul in Sweetheart. Sometime in the early 2000s, I was shopping at a Hallmark store when I picked up Sweetheart and his dark and meaningful eyes gazed longingly into mine. It was the closest I have ever come to love at first sight. Minus that whole Yuzuru Hanyu has arrived in Pyeongchang moment. But don't tell Sweetheart. He gets mad jealous. What also makes Sweetheart mad is when you try to imply that he's not real. Sweetheart has several other stuffed, plastic, or otherwise inanimate, yet 100% real, friends. His best friend is Wormwood Gloom, an 8-inch tall, bleeding-edge goth action figure who lives with my sister. Wormy is in a perpetual state of rock, both in his heart and his pointy finger hands, and is convinced that his parents are David Bowie and Cher, or Billy Idol and Cher. Either way, that should give you a pretty vivid picture of his personality. One time, Wormy started dating a medium Coke from McDonald's. It started out great, but then things went a little flat. His exact words. Sweetheart also has some very famous friends like Patrick Dempsey and James Dean, both in doll form, but assuredly much more fascinating than their human forms. Patrick Dempsey doll's calendar, for example, is far more fascinating and provocative, whoa, September, than Patrick Dempsey humans. Even though he lives with my sister, Patrick Dempsey doll, not Patrick Dempsey human, wouldn't that be a twist? He was still threatened when Arimadol came to live at my place. This is because Arimadol has amazing jet black hair dusting his brow, and Patrick Dempsey doll thought he had cornered the market on exceptional hair. However, Sweetheart, who also has the occasional good hair day, was very pleased when Arima came to live with us. Now he finally has someone to speak Japanese with. A bilingual horcrux he is. Look at that, Obi. Yoda just snuck in. Indeed, it is quite the menagerie of characters that live with me and with my sister. But if I tried to do them all justice, I would end up feeling like that horse in the never-ending story who gets stuck in the swamp of sadness. I can never remember that dang horse's name. Atreyu? No, that's the boy. Falcor? No, that's the awesome flying white dragon thing that I still desperately want. Atreyu! No, that's the boy again, for real. Why can't I ever remember that horse's name? Cactus reminded me of it the other night. Artax, dang it. Then proceeded to reenact the entire, Artax, don't give up, you have to believe, Artax! 
scene from the movie. It was just as scarring as when I was seven, if not more. Cactus once informed me that what I have going on with these stuffed animals, action figures, medium cokes, etc., is a unique situation. I'll take it. I told him I know he thinks I'm crazy. His response? I think you're crazy, but I get it. Though you know who really gets it? Yuzuru Hanyu. Yuzu has traveled with a stuffed Winnie the Pooh tissue case for nearly a decade. This isn't just a lucky tissue case. This is different. This is Poussin. This is a unique situation. Poussin travels in his own bag. He is carried out of his bag to the rink either by Yuzu, unashamedly, or Yuzu's coach Brian, somewhat ashamedly. Clearly, Brian doesn't have a unique situation, folks. Poussin watches from the boards as Yuzu warms up and doesn't abandon his post until Yuzu gently places his hand between those yellow ears and gives his little stuffed head a loving squeeze before taking the ice to kick some serious figure skating ass. After the performance, Poussin rejoins Yuzu in the kiss and cry, and he doesn't just sit there inanimately like a towel or a bottle of water. When awaiting good results, Poussin waves to the camera. Poussin reacts to the score. Poussin and Yuzu bow to each other. Poussin and Yuzu bow to Brian. Poussin and Yuzu bow to the camera. When awaiting less than ideal results, Poussin sits by Yuzu's side, a beacon of support all stuffed with fluff, who receives subconscious head squeezes or ear rubs from Yuzu as he awaits his score with a terror-stricken look on his face. Tiny connections. He brings Yuzu back. Poussin and Yuzu engage. Yuzu was recently asked what is his treasure. His answer? My Poussin tissue case. And even though it was answered in Japanese, I could still hear the subtext of, don't be silly, there's no question. This was the answer from someone who has two Olympic gold medals, one being the 1,000th awarded of all the Winter Olympic Games, countless other awards, including Japan's People's Honor Award, thousands of dollars in custom earphones, a portrait of himself drawn by his favorite manga artist, a four-year supply of rice, every framed certificate ever printed in Japan, the Maltese Falcon, and probably a couple of the Emperor's daughters. And don't even get me started on how Yuzu talks about the Winnie the Poohs and how he wants to go to the Foist with them. Really, I can't handle it. Let me be clear. This is very, very important to me. I always knew it would be critical that my mate embrace my unique situation. I never dreamed it possible that he would have his own. Let's take a look at that soulmate scoreboard. Yep, still in the lead, Use Still in the lead. One of those real boyfriends with the non-swoon-worthy monosyllabic names I mentioned earlier? I won't say whether it was boy one or boy two, but hey, you've got a 50-50 chance. Once gave me Toy Story 3 as a gift. A gift. For Christmas. To watch. On Christmas. 
Have you seen Toy Story 3? I won't even give it the honor of discussing all its mortifying moments. Let's just say that as I sat on my couch in the dark, shirt drenched from silent tears, as I held in sobs, sobs, people, with my real boyfriend's arms around me, watching this just, I can't, on Christmas, I knew we had nowhere to go but down. I might as well have been a vegetarian gifted a charcuterie platter. Nope, that's not strong enough. Bring me a warm, bleeding, raw animal heart on a spigot. Feliz Navidad! This episode is coming to a close. But, speaking of clothes, can we talk about the khaki suit for a minute? This is quite the dividing topic for the fan use. It's been said that Yuzu would even look good wearing a potato sack. I think they may have tried to prove that theory with this suit. But I still love it. Does this surprise anyone? I would like to think he had this in his closet, and that when Toa called and asked if he had a suit matching the Toa Pharmaceuticals Company colors, he replied, Bochiron. That's our Yuzu, always prepared. Granted, I think if this had been Yuzu's actual suit, it would have been better tailored. I mean, we've seen that even trash bag pants can be tailored to Yuzu's perfectly defined assets. Hmm. Might regret that one. But the entire Toa look gives me all sorts of vibes. Meteorologist Yuzu. Today will be sunny with a 100% chance of handsome. Traveling salesman Yuzu. I'll buy the knives, the encyclopedia set, and three of the vacuum cleaners. Throw in a straw hat and suddenly I'm in 1893, strolling to the Ferris wheel with State Fair Yuzu, as we hum, put on your Sunday clothes and share matcha cotton candy, which I imagine is the color description of that checkered shirt. Uncle Yuzu? Grandpa Zuru? I think Yuzu will just be glad when the new season starts, so he can stop seeing us meme his khaki suit of sin. Until next time. Say it with me. You Zuru Han you. The Fan You Fan Me podcast is a Back to the Forest production. Back to the forest? (laughs) Um, You know, just kidding.